wants to be entertained tonight on New Year's Eve. Through center, they are now. Deneau, partial breakaway. He's in. Morosic says no. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, the first one of 2020. And let me be the 374th player, person, not a player, to wish you a happy new year. So happy new year to you, Kaniacs. Uh, since New Year's Eve last year, the Carolina Hurricanes have a 55-26-4 record. I don't care if it's the best record in the NHL it, over that span or not. It doesn't matter. Spoiler, it isn't. It's an incredible mark. 29 points over NHL 500. 29 points. Uh, that, by the way, is an 85-game stretch in that period of time, they have, I'm trying to do the math here, uh, 114 points. That's a lot of points. Uh, tonight, 3-1 win over Montreal. By the way, for you numerologists, it's the exact same score as they posted in the win against Philadelphia New Year's Eve last year. Tonight was a clinic, in my opinion, of correcting mistakes. Peter Morazic, great when he had to be. Uh, thought he was at his best early, but there were moments throughout the game where Morazic had to be outstanding. Uh, Philip Deneau, great chance only to be stopped and on a breakaway when it was 1-1, as you heard there to start this whole proceeding. Uh, Peter was just sound all night. That was a big moment in the game, about eight minutes in. Uh, the Canadians had just about four minutes earlier, had just made it 1-1 after a uh, defensive zone turnover by Tavo Teravine, and we'll talk more about that. Uh, and a uh, great chance for Deneau, maybe Montreal's best player overall, and Mrazek was up to the task. A lot of people were like, wait, why did Mrazek play tonight? He just played against Washington. He was good, wasn't great. James Reimer, for the most part, has been really good over the last, oh, just about the last month. Uh, so why are you playing Mrazek for the second straight time? And, but Peter was great when he had to be against Washington, I thought. And tonight against Montreal, or last night against Montreal, I thought he was great again. I thought he was great all night. Uh, and I actually expect him to play Friday against the Capitals. Again, I really do. Uh, I think that ultimately he's the, he's the number one, and there will be pockets, as I've already communicated with people on Twitter, uh, there will be pockets of time where James Reimer looks like the number one. Just like last year, there were times when Curtis McElhinney was the number one. Before we get to the story of the game tonight, let me introduce myself. I'm Adam Gold. This is the Morning After Podcast. I got carried away. What I would like you to do, if you don't mind, is subscribe to this so it shows up automatically. You don't have to ask, is there going to be a morning after pod? Uh, because barring certain afternoon games or uh, you know crazy situations, there's going to be one after every game. And uh, this is a game. We had a game against uh, Montreal on Tuesday night. So, uh, But subscribe. They show up in your feed, however you get your podcast. Rate it if you like. Give me a comment. Uh, only nice things, please. Uh, but... I'm always, you know where I am. You can reach me on Twitter at a gold fan. I, I welcome all feedback. Uh, so what was the story of the game tonight? The penalty kill. I don't think there's any question 
that the PK was great tonight. How about this? In the last six games, Carolina's allowed 10 power play goals. Yeah, process that. 10 power play goals allowed on the last 24 attempts. Tonight, Montreal comes in with the best road power play in the sport, the fifth-ranked unit overall. The Canes allowed just one shot on goal in three tries. One. And that included the third period try when Montreal pulled goalie Charles Lindgren. Is it Charles Lindgren or Charlie? I think it's Charlie. Charlie Lindgren. I think I made him a uh, like an old pilot from the 1900s. Uh, Char- Char- <laughs> Charlie Lindgren was pulled, and it was a six-on-four situation. Uh, they only had one shot, and it was blocked. I mean, it was just a tremendous effort by the Hurricanes' PK, and uh, sometimes your goalie has to be your best penalty killer. Uh, Peter could have just sipped on a soda or one of those storm brews. Uh, but you you don't want to drink during the game. Uh, anyway, the uh, Canadians had come in. Not only was their power play fifth in the league and best in the road, they had scored on five of their last nine. Uh, again, managed just one shot on goal and two shot attempts overall in six power play minutes. Kane scored on their only chance. Uh, well, not on their... Not, they, let me try this one more time. The Canes scored <laughs> on uh, one of two chances, and they got it going early in the first. It's Dougie Hamilton. He'll dust it off. Inside for Terrapinen. Terrapinen in back of the goal. Eric Halla to the outside. Terrapinen. Halla in front. Power move. Shut down. They score on the rebound. Sebastian Ajo got to it. Buzzing the cage and with 155 gone, Carolina off and running. Yeah, it was a great move by Halla, who uh, created the play. Little power move, took a pass below the goal line from Tara Vinen, uh, and then spun out in front. And his shot kind of, uh, you know, deflected up in the air. And Aho at the baseball goal, second baseball goal of the season for Aho, uh, number 23. On the year. Less than two minutes later, however, Ajo's line got hemmed in their own zone and it ended when Max Domi stripped the normally stingy Tavo Teravinen of the puck, a rare turnover for him, and snapped it past Mrazek for a 1 1 game. But it was really how Turbo and company bounced back that mattered the most. First game, game is quick and uh, made a little, little mistake. Didn't have much time, but still got to make a play. So it's cool, but I got to focus on the next shift, and I think I played better after. Seemed, seemed like you guys really did pick up the pace. You, Sebastian, and Nino really had it, had it going for most of the night. Yeah, I think we played pretty good, actually. Uh, had some chances. Uh, played pretty good. D-zone, I think. Uh, it's one of those games just feel, feels pretty good, but just can't really put anything in, I feel like. As somebody who's part of the penalty kill, tonight's penalty kill seemed like it was really in sync with each other. Yeah, it was really good Good tonight. Uh, there's been some games we, we haven't been that good lately, so well, I think we're learning from the mistakes, and uh, it was way better effort tonight. Yeah, look, there's no question the penalty kill was outstanding, as we talked about before. Uh, and so was the play that made it 2-1, seven and a half minutes into the second. Over the line. Would have been offside for Petrie. Counterattack Carolina. Tara Biden. He'll stick handles to the far wing. Set up Pesci and tight. They score! That's hockey, baby! Eric Halla set up beautifully. A 
at the near side of the goal with a yawning cage and Carolina has a 2-1 lead. It's a turnover. Petrie turns it over at the defensive blue line. Patience. Dazzling playmaking for Pesci, the defenseman, joining the rush. Boy, to Tara Vinen cerebrally by time east-west to allow Brett Pesci to jump in and a no-look pass from Pesci. The Canadians backtracking, puck-focused. I thought Trip Tracy described it beautifully, and we'll hear from Eric Halla on the goal as well as his play. Now five games into a return to the lineup after missing more than a month with knee issues. Feels good. Uh, that's uh, that's the goal every night is to show up and, and play at your best. And, and uh, I think uh, in general, uh, my line's been pray, playing uh, better and, and uh, we're creating chances and just, uh, you know, going with the punches. Pretty nice uh, pass from Pesci on that, uh, on that goal. Yeah, that was a great play. Uh, started with Turbo. I thought he made a great play there on the blue line. Uh, good patience, waited for guys to come, and then uh, that's what led for me to be so open. What's, what's going right, especially the last two games? Yeah, um... We're just we're just taking a day at a time, I think, and, and uh, just understanding what we need to do to win. And, and uh, it's it's a very fine line, like like we've seen lately. Is as you know, when we bring it, we're a tough team to beat. And uh, then when we're a little off, it's tough for us to get some points. So uh, you know, that's uh, that's the mentality in the locker room is what, how we have to play, and and that's good. It seemed like after the first maybe ten minutes, you guys really found your game, total team game, often de- defensively especially. Yeah, it's the understanding of of uh, you know what's the standard and what's what's not good enough and, and uh, you know that's that's why it's a great, good uh, good group is that we can kind of kind of realize that and, and and switch it and pick it up here are the numbers on Hall 21 games played 11 goals six assists I mean he's been enormous for this team he makes everything easier for Rod Brindamore in terms of the lineup we talked about that with Rod before we'll also hear from the head coach on this in a bit uh, and think about uh, down the middle, Stahl, Aho, and Halla, and then you got Walmart as your fourth center right now. I mean, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good group down the middle. There were times last year where it was Aho who was play- playing his first year at center, and Walmart, and then it was just like, who's next? So this has been a much, much deeper team down the middle, uh, and it's really one of the uh, one of the secrets, maybe if you want to use it, the word secret of Carolina success. Critical point in the game came with about eight minutes left. Carolina still nursing the 2-1 lead. Big Shea Weber shot, caromed off the glass, back out in front. Ryan Paling was there. He chipped it over Mrazic for what appeared to be a tie game, but Rod Brindamore challenged, and when Rod goes the challenge route, it's like automatic. It's sun coming up in the east automatic. Four for four this year. It was goaltender interference. And frankly, when you looked at it on replay, or like, oh yeah, easy, easy call. Even though goaltender interference, sort of like pass interference in football. Not really sure what it is. Um, huge part of the second goal. Uh, we talked about it with Eric Halla. Pass from Brett Pesci to him. Uh, and he was also right there in the middle of it for the goal that was waved off was Brett Pesci. And uh, we chatted after the game. All right. We're gonna, we're gonna, we got to start with the pass. Yep. Sure. So uh, walk me through the play. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of saw three on two happening. I saw Turbo with the puck. Uh, kind of just drove the net and um, 
just kind of threw it to the side, and luckily Halsey was there. So that's a good play. Fancy, fancy pass. Uh, penalty kill was yeah. probably the key tonight. Yeah, um, obviously we've had a few down games for that, and um, we all take pride pride in our kill. Um, so it's it's nice to uh, get back on track. Were, was there any? Like fear that they weren't going to overturn that goal for goalie interference. You were right there with them. Yeah, uh, honestly, I was telling, I think I was telling Dino that there's that, there's no way. Um, he's holding my stick, so um, and kind of just pushed me in. So I, I, I mean, I personally was part of the play, so I was hoping they'd overturn it. He was so modest about the pass. It was a really good play. Uh, yes, Teravainen uh, is outstanding, and he makes that play all day long. But that was a great pass from uh, from Pesci. I thought Pesci was tremendous tonight, but much like his buddy Jacob Slavin, you can pretty much say that every night. Uh, and we'll hear from the head coach in a bit. Uh, and after I sip the rest of this Highlands oatmeal porter, mwah, chef's kiss, uh, we'll go over the first half of the season's three stars. All right, before we get to the three stars, another reminder, please. Subscribe to the Morning After Podcast. What's actually, it's uh, all under the same Canes Corner Podcast umbrella. Subscribe to the Canes Corner Podcast. Uh, and so it shows up on your phone or on however you get your podcast. Every single day we do one, which is a lot. We're averaging like uh, three, almost four a week now. Uh, so, uh, so do it and then rate it if you like. Don't give me anything less than five stars. Why would you bother? Uh, although I don't care. Do what you want. Be nice. Uh, this 2020 is the year we're all nice to each other. Uh, all right, so let's get to the uh, let's get to the stars. This is hard when you're 24, 14, and two, and you're sitting at 50 points and on pace for 102 or so. There should be a lot of stars. Andrei Svechnikov's been great. Mm, too many penalties, uh, but he's been great this year. Sebastian Ajo leads a team with 23 goals after a very sleepy start. He's got 21 since the beginning of November. I think that's the most in the NHL. Uh, so obviously he's a, a candidate for that. Slavin, Pesci, sensational. And I'm going to say this, knowing that they're not two of my stars. In my opinion, the only two irreplaceable players on the roster. If either player is lost for a significant period of time, it better be before the trade deadline. They're going nowhere without both of those guys in the mix. By the way, both goalies have also been very good. Uh, there are times when they haven't been, but for the most part, no complaints about the Morazic uh, Reimer combination. Still, keep this in mind: Alex Nedeljkovic playing very well in Charlotte. Would not would not be surprised to see him at some point during the second half, um, especially if somebody gets hurt. All right, here are my stars, and look, you can quibble. And actually, what I'm going to do first. Is I'm going to go through just a couple of uh, Twitter uh, Twitter responses. Let's see, uh, one Dougie, two Svetch, three Aho. That's from BJ. Um, one Dougie, two Svetch, and three <laughs> Aho Vinen. <laughs> Carolyn, <laughs> who's got a finished flag in her Twitter. Uh, uh, yes, I, I see. Here's the thing, Carolyn. I think you can separate the two, uh, but, uh, very funny. I do. Uh, you made me laugh. So I thank you very much for that. All right. So we're going to run, run through them. Three, two, one, um, bronze medal, if you will, because if you follow me on Twitter 
at a gold fan. I do uh, three stars th- using Olympic medals, bronze, silver, gold. The bronze medal third star uh, to me is Eric Holla. Uh, yes, he has missed 19 games with a knee injury, but complete game changer for this team. Makes the power play lethal, in my opinion. He's got a nose for the puck. We talk about greasy goals. I don't believe Eric Halla has a pretty goal this year. I think he's got zero pretty goals this year. The combined distance from the goal line for Halla's 11 goals, I'll bet it's not more than 30 feet. I'll bet you, you go back and look at every Halla goal this year, I'll bet you it's not more than 30 feet combined from the net. It's amazing. Uh, does his work right around the crease. Uh, he is as good at taking the eyes away from a goaltender as I have seen in this league since Thomas Holmstrom of the Red Wings, of the teams that won Stanley Cups. Um, he's just tremendous. Before the knee started to bother him, he was killing penalties. He's incredibly smart. He's a great two-way player. Uh, he's got 17 points in 21 games. I think we talked about that. That is my third star. Second star. And could this player have been the first star? Yeah. Um, Dougie Hamilton is my second star. I say this. I am absolutely smitten with this version of Dougie Hamilton. He has been amazing. First of all, congratulations. Going to his first all-star game. He's got 37 points, got 13 goals. He is a... Get this, NHL leading plus 31. That is just staggering, that number. Look, plus plus minus is a terrible stat. It just is a bad statistic. Uh, So you don't want to put too much stock in it. But plus 31 is an indicator, right? Uh, And he's just had a tremendous year. He's killing penalties. He's good. He's not great at killing penalties. He is scoring big goals, although a little bit of a goal scoring drought over the last few weeks. Um, He's a huge fan favorite. He clearly loves it here. He's got leadership qualities that fans don't necessarily see, but understand how important he is and the relationship he's got with Andrei Svechnikov and Warren Fogle. Uh, look, I think the players on this team love Dougie Hamilton. It makes you wonder what people were thinking about in other markets. It makes you wonder why things would come out of the Calgary locker room like they did after Hamilton was traded to Carolina. It makes you wonder what the people in Boston were thinking uh, when they sent him to Calgary a long time ago. Hamilton's just having a great year. And he looks to be as good a player as Carolina has had playing on defense ever. That's, I mean, it's, we're only talking about a half a year now. Uh, so we just have to kind of pump the brakes on those types of, um, hype, you know, if you will, those, those types of accolades. But he has been tremendous. I think he is a Norris Trophy candidate. I know Capitals fans go, John Carlson, John Carlson. Fine, I'm, it's not over. We got 42 games left in the season. Uh, right now, it'd be a, sh- a, sh- a shocking development if he wasn't a finalist for the Norris Trophy. First star for me, Tavo Teravainen. Some players get a nice long-term contract and they coast. Tavo signed a five-year, $27 million contract almost a year ago. It was about like 
mid-January, I think, they were on that road trip to Western Canada right before, uh, I think it was right before the All-Star break, either right before the All-Star break or right, right before the bye week, uh, when he signed the contract. I think they were in Edmonton. And he took off from there. Since then, he's essentially a point-of-game player. I mean, he's on pace for 80 points. And he makes everybody on the ice better. He's gotten way better. He, to me, he's their best player. Should be a candidate for the Selkie uh, Award for Best Defensive Forward. His passing. You could, some people have highlight reels of goals. Tavo Teravainen has highlight reels of passes. I mean, he had, he had two assists against the Habs. Uh, neither were dazzling, but they were just incredibly smart plays. He knows how to find time, not just for himself, but for other people. Uh, he And his play in the defensive end is really what has taken his game to another level. You get Rod Brindamore talking about Tavo Teravainen, and you could you could be there forever. He has just been that good. Um, and for me, he's been their best player. I mean, he really has been, to me, their best players. How about this stat? He's got no goals in 16 games. Man, 14 assists in his last 11. It's a pretty nice scoring drought, huh? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, to me, Tavo Teravon is the first star of this team. Uh, let's uh, let Rod Brindamore talk a little bit about Tavo Teravainen, the goal that was waved off, and the reason why the Canes beat Montreal. After struggling the last six games on the penalty kill, that was about as good as it's been in a long time. That was different special teams, I thought. You know, penalty kill was solid. And, you know, power play got one and really should have had two. I mean, you know, great save on the one. So that's probably, you know, obviously the difference in the game. Can you talk about the, the job that Hall has done since coming back from injury? It seems like he really hasn't missed a beat. He's done, you know, an incredible job really all year. It's just unfortunate he had to miss about a month there, but uh, you know, he's really he solidifies our lineup and we get, you know, in a center position like that. And, you know, that line's been really effective uh, all year and, and lately, especially now that he's back. So, uh, and, you know, He's banged up a little bit. I think he'll get better and better when he gets his speed up because he's missed so much time. But uh, you know, he's, he's a big part of what we're doing. Any indecision on the challenge at all? I mean, obviously you don't have long to think about. Well, I mean, indecision in the sense that you know it, it's one of those where to me it's clear that we didn't push him in, and I think that was the whole key on it. Uh, uh, you know, Peter can't technically get out because the guy's in the crease but if I were pushing him in that's a different story but it's clear actually Pesci's actually trying to hold him back so I figured that that's why that we got we to challenge it so I think that's the right call their guy certainly didn't you know slow down went right into the net that was a tough one you know he's trying to make a play and the guy picks his pocket I mean that's a good play by them um, but you know He's so good. He's so good for us. And all the little things that nobody really notices, you guys do now because you've been seeing him for a long time, but it doesn't get credit for the little defensive plays, the sticks on pucks that, you know, almost here in our net. And it's there's a little stick play. Um, you know, he, he's just, I can't say enough about him. I mean, he's, if he's not one of our most valuable players, I don't know who is. We could have gone on and on and on about uh, Rod Brindamore. I think there was a... Uh... It maybe may have be, may have been a New Year's Eve event uh, to get to. All right, while we're on the subject of droughts, uh, and again, Tavo Teravainen's got the right kind of scoring drought because he's got 14 assists in 11 games. Um, 
shouts to Ryan Dezingle, snapping an eight-game goal skid. Uh, and you know what? I want to hear it. Far side, Domi. Here it comes, blocked in front. Blocked by Hamilton. Fed out, just wide. Dezingle's out of the box. He's got it. He'll circle. Sweep check by Weber. Empty net. Dezingle scores. Ryan Dezingle hits the bullseye. He did. Uh, it was his first goal in uh, nine games. It was an empty net goal, but who doesn't have empty net goals in their past? Look, he's played much better lately. A goal and four assists in his last four games. He's been good in his own end. Uh, so uh, good on Ryan Dezingle. He should feel a lot better about himself. You could see him kind of relieved he finally scored a goal. He was mad. He had a couple of opportunities today that didn't go. Uh, one, I think there was a, a fan on a shot. Um, but uh, he's pressing. He wants to score goals. It's what he pay, gets paid to do. Um, but uh, I think he'll be fine if he just relaxes. I really do. Uh, Lucas Walmark had an assist on the uh, the third, the, the final goal. He has now run his point streak to seven games. He's got four goals and nine points over that seven-game span. All right, uh, one uh, one quick item here. You might have been, uh, you might have started to hear about the imminent return of Justin Williams. Uh, look, it's not a it's not a done deal yet. It's not um, it's not a guarantee. But here's what I can tell you. I think both sides want to make it happen. Matter of fact, I'm positive both sides want to make it happen. I'm just not, I'm not 100% positive it will. Uh, I'm like 98% positive it will. There's a lot of things that could get in the way. I'm sure a contract won't be too difficult to iron out, but it is something that has to happen. Um, And there are certainly other teams uh, that might, you know, you know, call them up. I mean, people have Justin Williams' number. Um, they have his agent's number. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be other teams that are interested. Uh, to me, I've always thought that if he's going to play anywhere, it's going to be here. I don't think he'll play anywhere else, but you never know. But I think this is going to be about timing. This is going to be about when does he return? Where does he return? What are the dynamics of that in, in the locker room and on the ice? Who would come out of the lineup? Honestly, I'm not worried about the locker room. Willie's too smart. He's been in that room before. Most of those players uh, know him. There are some new faces this year that he'd have to get to know. Uh, But he's been around the team anyway, so I'm not really worried about it that much. How does he fit into the lineup? That's probably more of the question. Uh, He's going to get power play time. Right now, both power play units are pretty good, so somebody's going to have to come off. Um, the team could actually have two right shot players. Really? There have been times where they have had none and they might have two. That's that, that might be fun, right? Uh, so we'll see how it shakes out. My, my guess is if we're going to see an announcement, it's going to be soon. Like I wouldn't be completely shocked if it happened by the end of the week where if we got an announcement, but, uh, look, he's 38 but he's got an incredible mind for the game and he's got great hands. And that's really all you need to know. He'll help. If he comes back, he'll help. Do I expect him to come back? Yes. Is it a final decision? I don't know. I don't think so. We'll find out. Uh, By the way, Caps here on Friday. Tampa comes in Sunday for a late afternoon game. Don't they know there's NFL football? Come on. Uh, By the way, second straight sellout for the Hurricanes at PNC Arena. 
Happy New Year to everybody. Seriously. And as my gift to you, I invite you to subscribe to the Morning After the Canes Corner podcast. Rate it. Yeah, I know. Enough. Enough gold. Seriously, thank you very much for enjoying this. I'm Adam Gold. Happy New Year. Healthy New Year. We'll talk to you more almost every other day, basically, in 2020. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.